0: Second podcast for February 2023. We are wrapping up season three. Savage Mind Podcast. It's hump day. It's midweek. Let's fucking get to it. Man, I hope everyone is doing well. I hope you're taking action on your life. I know y'all hear that a lot. Because it it is necessary consistently all the time to be assessing and evaluating our life. Not just every year. Not New Year's resolutions bullshit. Not just every month. Every week. Sometimes every day. So, I feel good. I fucking hate this weather. I'm ready for it to be over with. I'm ready to get some sunshine back. I'm ready to fucking do what I do, man. And, uh, anyone that knows knows I've been, uh, what I do. I've been nursing an injury. And the weather. I've had some setbacks and slowly getting back on course. But, uh. Yes, I take my time very deliberately. I hope all of you do too. When you realize what short supply we have of it, and we are not blessed with very much in this life, and unfortunately a lot of people are blessed with a lot less. If we understood that, and we really calculated and dialed in, The time we spend on work, the time we spend on commuting, the time we spend on sleeping, the time we spend on fucking going to the bathroom, the time we spend watching TV, the time we spend on bullshit situations, environments, fucking people, overthinking, fucking stressing, paying fucking bills. We don't have that much time in this life. Uh, I didn't understand that when I was younger and not just age. I've studied a lot of material and... <clears throat> excuse me, self-education on time management, and it's made me more deliberate about my time. And yes, it happened after age 40. I started kind of going that direction before then, and I've really got it fucking dialed in now. And I'm, I don't even feel like I'm close to where I need to be. <clears throat> so let's talk about this. This is very important to me because I, I realize the path I took when I was younger and this is something I could go on forever about. Not knowing. I never... L- let me... Let me let me just back up a little bit. I've never been a follower. I've never let anyone have pretty much authority over me. Manipu- uh, when I got manipulated, I didn't know I was getting manipulated. But oftentimes... When we're getting direction, when we're getting advice, when we're getting allegedly air quotations, wisdom from elders, often sometimes they don't know that they're giving us information and sharing their experience and their life and giving us they think are tools. Not saying we cannot get tools from them. Just like me right now, giving tools to Children and and our grandchildren and friends. I only can share experience. I only can share what I've experienced and what I've learned. I can't share anything that I haven't experienced or been through. We cannot pretend to undergo an experience that we haven't actually been through. I think sometimes, a lot of times, they don't know that they're giving us misleading information and oftentimes they do and oftentimes they do because especially parents i know this is hard to hear grandparents elders because they want us they want us closer to them what is safe for them makes them feel more comfortable more safe more secure is having us in reach and oftentimes what they do is they pass on traditions and advice and Their life experiences and what they did, and they think that we should do the same, and it doesn't always translate. And sometimes parents, grandparents, elders know exactly what the fuck they're doing. We'll talk about this more in another podcast. This is not this podcast, which is the devouring mother manipulating elders. Again, I don't even want to get started on that right now because it's not this podcast. But something that I preach constantly, and I preach a lot of things constantly. Yes, I do. Because you never know when someone hasn't heard it. And this is fresh on my mind because I just had this conversation a few times in the last two weeks. Why do we tell our young people, our children, our grandchildren, to settle for things We don't say it in that way. Understand that. We don't tell them that it's fucking settling. Why do we tell them, lead them, direct them to settle for things that we know good and fucking well that we would have changed? Jobs, careers, location, fucking relationships. Why do we do that? I've dissected a lot of different relationships in my life. My own, people around me, family members, blood or in-laws. Just different, all walks of life, different people I know. And sometimes I have to ask and think about, are these people doing this deliberately? And this is what we say a lot of times. We'll say they didn't mean it that way. And sometimes... What I feel like, this is how my mind has shifted. I used to think is, well, there's a small percentage of people who probably did it deliberately. And for the majority of people, they probably didn't do it deliberately. Now my mind has shifted. I think there's a small percentage of people. How do I say this? I think for the most part, our parents, the elders, the grandparents... I think that the majority have instilled, directed, brainwashed, manipulated, yes, majority of the preceding generations into a life. Yes, this is hard to hear. They do not want them having a better life than they have. They want what the elders want what feels safe to them. Now, with saying that, excuse me, it's hard for people to comprehend why would your parents or grandparents want you to do worse than them. I didn't mean financially. I didn't mean materialistically. I didn't mean location. I, I do believe that a lot of elders do not care if you're unhappy and miserable in your relationship or your job. That they may have really did the. Let's just let's just be fair about this and give the benefit of the doubt. They may have they may really love you. They're your fucking parents for the most part. Most most parents love their children. Most children most children love their parents and grandparents. They have gave you the tools and maybe possibly did the best they could and genuinely do care about your well being. But when they get older, they often want what's best for them, not what's best for you. And what's best for you necessarily may not be. Being in the comfort zone of what's best for them. Does that make sense? So they tell you oftentimes what they feel like is a safety net, what is more protected, what is more familiar, what is more routine. Because a lot of these generations learn to deal with being unhappy, being miserable. We don't even have to look. Look, we don't even have to talk about mental and physical abuse. We could just talk about no love and unhappiness. Going through the motions of life, being a zombie. They think it's okay for you because they feel like it's safe and it should be safe for you. If they know where you're at, if they know what you're doing, if they know that you are protected, they oftentimes do not care about how unhappy or how miserable. Or how unloved you are, or how much you do not love someone else. Does that make sense? They tell you things and direct you what's best for them, and it starts at a very young age. I didn't realize I fell in this trap of getting manipulated by people, and I really didn't. I didn't even have parents. I didn't even have. I never had a set of parents. I never had a set of grandparents in my life. But I, I watched older couples around me. And oftentimes I molded myself or went in the direction of what they did because I overlooked how unhappy or how miserable or how toxic it was. Whether it be a job that paid well, a career path that was miserably unhappy, but I looked at the things it provided. Or I would look at a relationship of how long they've been together. And that would often be the the argument. And now I see this over and over. And those of you listening, if this is not you, you know, fucking people like this. The argument is how well they've been together 10, 20, 30 years. We're not talking about the content of it. We're not talking about the logistics of it. We're not talking about the meat. We're talking about how that's what people go back to. As soon as I hear that. I don't need to know anything about about the relationship. I don't want to care what house they live in. I don't care what car they drive, how long they've been on their job, how much they make. That's all I need to know. Because if all of you have, if all you have to say is how long you've been together, then you don't need to go no further. Because that's, that shouldn't be the first thing you say. That's the same thing that applies to our career path and job. It's like there's so many different ways and categories this falls under it's like it feels safe for our parents generation and grandparents to live pretty close to us i understand that and there are isolated cases and limited cases where that should happen maybe they get sick maybe you don't have a lot of siblings maybe you have a a parent a grandparent that doesn't drive you know it's people that relocate then move back home to take care of an elder parent i get all that and i totally respect that we're talking about never leaving listen no matter how much we love them or how much they love you how much you love them oftentimes you're being manipulated to stay in this to stay in the same area or the same town not because that's what's best for you, because your parents or your grandparents or your family or your constituents or your circle or your friends, they don't want you to leave that safety net and comfort zone because it makes them feel safe. It's familiar to them. Do y'all fucking understand that? So I want to ask us, why are we telling the, our children, our grandchildren and young people to take the same path that we, would, we took if we, would have do, if we could do things different we would have? A couple of bullet points here. Young people. L- let me say this. <clears throat> so, my first family, I bought a house really young. I left home really young. If you listen to any of my podcasts or you know me in real life, I left home on foot. <clears throat> I bought my first home. I earned the money. I didn't, again, I'm saying as in getting a mortgage, not paying cash to getting a mortgage. I bought my first home. I furnished it. I paid the down payment, the closing cost, all that. Nobody's else fucking John Hancock. If you don't know what that means, that means signature. On the title of that first house, except me and my ex-wife. I bought that house when I was 20. I left home after 10th grade. I thought I was making a great move. I sold that home at twenty-seven. Doesn't mean it's a lot of money. Turned about 40 grand. That was my first home. with my two oldest kids. Uh, for the most part, the elders, all they would tell me was how smart a move that was. I had a fucking 401k at 20. I had already had a pension. I had savings. I had property. All this shit before I was 25. No one let me borrow the money. No one co-signed for me. If you find a young person doing that now, you're going to tell them how good they're doing. Maybe they've already got a a spouse, fiance, whatever it is. Maybe they got a kid on the way. Maybe they don't. But that doesn't mean shit if that's not where you want to be. But if you buy the house or you stay put because you think it's a good social economical deal because it's close to your folks... See, the thing is, you don't know what you're missing if you're not out there experimenting and experiencing things and making, having trials and tribulations. If you just stay put, you'll never fucking know. I discourage our younger children from staying and buying a house local. Why? Because maybe this is not where you want to live forever. But if you buy a home, you'll be more likely to build your life, your job, and career around that because you feel like you have to stay. If you take a job that pays well, whether it's a degree or not, if it's a reasonable paying job that provides well for you and or your family, you will most likely build your life. And maybe when you were growing up, again, young, you wanted to do anything but that. You wanted to get out of here. You wanted to tr- travel. You wanted to experience some things. You wanted to make s- some mistakes. You wanted to grow and evolve. <clears throat> Let me tell you this. Let me be very clear about this. Once you make that obligation, it doesn't mean that you can't get out of it. You most likely will do none of those things. You will argue and look for the reasons and the excuses not to leave. Instead of looking at the reasons and the, I mean, the valid reasons and everything that is directing you to leave. Look around at the people. It looks safe. It looks comfortable. It doesn't matter how big your parents or your family's house is or what kind of cars they drive. It's familiar faces. It's comfortable. You, you feel safe there. No doubt. That's not going to last forever. I know this is hard to hear. Those people are going to be gone. And you're going to be older. One day, everybody in that community and everybody in your family is going to be gone. And you're going to be left with everything that you didn't do and you didn't try. As elders, as I'm an elder now. Why are we telling young people to settle for what the fuck we settle for when we look back now and that's not what we wanted? No matter how much you're in denial about it, you know you would have changed things. You know you would have done things different. Couples, young people, if you're having problems in your relationship, it doesn't mean you're putting your hands on each other. It doesn't mean you hate each other. You just, your goals and your Ambition and your dreams don't line up. Oftentimes the elders will tell you to modify that, especially if you're dating someone they like. Girl or boy, man or woman, no, you don't. If your goals and your ambition and your drive does not line up, you need to reassess if you need to continue that relationship. Let me be clear about that. But that's not what we do, because that's not what the older people did. What you start doing is you start compromising, and you start second-guessing yourself, and you start downgrading yourself, and you're trying to make it fit in to whatever the stronger personality is, so you don't have to lose that person. Like this, if you're having problems, and you know and you're in high school or college, you should end this relationship. But you really can't imagine that person with someone else. Deep down, you can't. Because you've already fantasized too far in the future about the life you're going to have instead of for what it is right now. This person, you can get into college, they can't. You want to go to the military, they don't want to. You want to travel, they don't want to. Let me tell you this. All those ambitions and all those Things you want to do is going to fall by the wayside because you're going to compromise to what the other stronger personality wants to do. And before you know it, if you're 18, 20, 25 years old, you'll wake up and you'll be 35, you'll be 45, you'll be 55, and that's the life that you have. And then what you'll do is you'll start justifying why you did or didn't do it. Once you start doing that, you start building a life around what you settled for. Let me tell you this. Let me be very clear about this. Because a lot of your elders, your parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, everybody, your preacher, the teacher's not going to tell you this. So many of us early in life compromised on jobs, careers, fucking location, and relationships. And often I think as profound as this sounds, if it wasn't done by design. People wanted to keep us close to them. All those people are gone now. You should not buy a house in your community. When you're wanting to build a life somewhere else. Let me. This is my. Almost. Being in my late 40s. And I haven't traveled near as much as I want to. Go travel. Go try three or four or five different careers. Go make some mistakes. Don't get on drugs. Don't do that. Don't ever make that mistake. Go. Go. Don't buy a house or have a fucking family or have a child till you're fucking 30. And then you have a different perception and you have a lot more tools and you have a lot more education on what you do or don't want. We need to quit telling them, a past generation, let me get back to this, we settled on fucking relationships, we settled on jobs, we settled on location. And it had a lot to do with the people who influenced us. All of the people my age and older, ask yourself, why in the fuck do you tell them that? Why do you brainwash them? Because you know what the fuck you're doing. Do you want them to have the life that you expect them to have? Do you want them to look good on the surface? Do you want them to, do you want to put on social media, they have this house, this apartment, these cars, this career. They have these good looking kids. They're a good looking couple. And you don't give a fuck how miserable they are. Do you want to say that you did everything for them? Are you putting them in a situation where they need you? Cuz that's a big deal. There's a landslide percentage. We'll talk about that in another podcast. Do you they're putting you in a position where you always need them? Are you are they, are you putting them in a position where you can watch them? Are you putting them in a position you can say I told you so? Do you not want them to move on and make a different life that you wish you would have fucking made? That's a real fucking truth right there. No matter how much we love our elders, our parents, our grandparents, whoever it is. No matter how much they love us, because I do believe for the most part that's true. Oftentimes, let me tell you a hard truth. They don't tell you those things because what what happens is it's a reflection of a life that they could have lived if they would have had the guts to make the change and not settle and went through the fucking difficult, suffering, sacrificial times to make that transition. And if you do that, they'll see what their life could have been. But if you don't, they don't have to acknowledge it. Does that make sense to y'all? Before I go, quit. Let's make it, let's normalize. Quit telling our young people to accept and settle for the same life we did. And the older generation did. Nothing to do with money, nothing to do with material things. The length of your relationship means fucking shit, nothing. The length of your job means nothing. If you are not happy, if you are not passionate about it, and it does not have love, you've settled. Let's quit telling them it's okay to fucking settle because it's not we're supposed to be here to change things we're su- my goal my mission my purpose is to change things i can't make them do it but i have to give them every tool within my arsenal to do so but so i don't teach tradition for the most part i don't teach settling i don't preach any of that stuff I want them to explore. I want them to make mistakes. I want them to take a while to figure out where they want to live, what career they want to have, travel. Don't pre settling, relationships, kids, jobs, any of that shit. That's not how we grow. That's not how we evolve. That's not how we manifest and change generational curses. More on this later. Before I go, season four is coming up. I do feel like this is going to be a powerful season. I feel like it's going to be a lot of changes coming. I'm not going to mention them, but you'll see. When it happens, you'll see. I need subscriptions. All of you listening that don't subscribe, let me please humbly encourage you to go subscribe. Spotify, I believe I'm still on Apple Play, Google Play, Spreaker, Anchor. I want you to go to my podcast. I want you to go to the Anchor link at the bottom, or I want you to reach out to me and, yes, put your debit card in and obligate yourself to a five to ten dollar a month commitment please so i can reach more people that need to hear this this is how we change lives this is how we make a difference in people's lives. i don't care how much i make i care how many people i reach y'all stay humble live savage